a reading from the gospel according to Luke. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, as for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and siblings, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. Holy wisdom, holy word, thanks be to God. Most mornings, I begin my day with three essentials, prayer, coffee, and the New York Times. Prayer grounds me, coffee wakes me, and the paper alerts me. As I hold my coffee mug in one hand and the paper in another, I breathe a sighing prayer and wonder when we will ever see Isaiah's new heavens and new earth that God is about to create. A new earth where we can rejoice in the events unfolding before us. A new earth where weeping and distress is heard no more, where people live out their lifetimes and enjoy their work, where the wolf and the lamb feed together, the lion eats straw and the snake eats dust. A new earth where all that God intends comes to be. What a glorious place that shall be. And what a gloriously hopeful vision to guide us. Jesus' prophetic words of destruction in this morning's gospel reading drastically differ from Isaiah's prophetic words of creation. 
yet a revised common lectionary, that three-year cycle of scripture readings that carries us through the liturgical year, places these two texts alongside each other, intentionally highlighting the tension between creation and destruction, death and resurrection. Jesus's words of destruction better reflect my encounter with the New York Times than Isaiah's words of creation. And I imagine our Savior's words reflect your encounters as well. Words of wars and insurrections, nations rising against nations, earthquakes, famines, and plagues, arrests, persecutions, and betrayals, hatred-fueled deaths, temples being thrown down. Jesus' words are strong in their truth and presentation. Jesus knows all that is to come for his disciples after his death, and he wants to ensure that their souls remain intact during the difficult days leading up to their temple being thrown down, the difficult days leading up to the end of religious life as they know it. So as the disciples admire the temple's beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus bluntly tells them that days of destruction will come, the rupturing of all that they see and admire will happen. But do not be terrified, Jesus instructs his disciples. Do not be terrified. It's so easy to be terrified these days, isn't it? It is so easy to lose our souls in the trap of fear and anxiety and despair when things as we know them rupture. It is so easy to become weary when destruction clouds our ability to look beyond what is before us to see what God is about to create. The mystical novel Tomb of Sand tells the story of an 80-year-old woman who survived the 1947 partition of India and Pakistan, a partition that drove nation against nation, a partition that for this octogenarian involved persecution and betrayal and the threat of death. Toward the end of the novel, this woman returns to the place of her childhood wounding, seeking healing and seeking reunion with a lost loved one. Along her journey of return, she sits in the wilderness, a desert, and begins to testify, to tell her tale. And as she testifies, butterflies come down and rest on her hands, and the butterflies offer these words to her. Look, no matter when, no matter how evil the times, never abandon the hope for goodness. Inscribe this on your wings. 
and view your wings flight with this message. No matter how evil the times, never abandon the hope for goodness. The butterfly's words point me toward Christ, our butterfly, our resurrection, our resurrection who comes and rests among us as we journey toward healing, our resurrection who teaches us to not be terrified of life's ruptures, who teaches us to acknowledge them, be alert to them, and testify in their midst. For when all is thrown down, we receive an opportunity to testify. Do not be terrified, Jesus says. Testify, Jesus says. Make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom, Jesus says. Prepare the seat and center of your physical and spiritual lives to defend a hope that cannot be destroyed. And so when destruction comes and we are waiting for what God is about to create, we testify to the truth. The difficult truth that rising cannot occur without dying that resurrection cannot occur without death. The truth that our life of baptism is a life of death and resurrection. A death and resurrection held in Christ, our Savior who promises that not a head, not a hair of our head will perish. We testify to the truth of radical hope. The days will come when structures and institutions end, when desolation comes near. Perhaps those days are present for you now, days of terror and stress and worry and fear, days of grief and anger while desperately waiting for restoration and redemption. Do not be terrified. Do not allow disappointment and sadness to crowd out the truth of Christ, the truth of our baptism. Acknowledge life's ruptures and testify to a deeper, wider, more glorious vision. A vision of creating and building and planting and enjoying and blessing and feeding. A vision of renewal after destruction. A vision of redemption drawing near. And redemption is indeed drawing near. We stand at the threshold of one liturgical year setting and another one dawning. Our current liturgical year ends next Sunday when we celebrate the reign of Christ, the one who rules over the whole universe. Our next liturgical year begins in two weeks with the first Sunday of Advent, the season of our anticipating our Savior's breaking into the world. But before we begin another cycle that moves us through the story that shapes all our stories, 
Before we celebrate Christ's reign and anticipate Christ's birth, we must encounter the end. We must encounter the turning point and testify to the river of death-defying hope that runs through all our days. Our faith ancestor, the prophet Isaiah, knows destruction and endings. Isaiah knows the desperate desire for salvation. Living in a land devastated by nations rising against nations, by wars, famines, and death, the prophet sits in the wilderness, a desert, and strives to understand these events through the lens of redemption. And the prophet testifies. Renowned professor and rabbi Abraham Heschel describes this prophet's testimony as being tempered with human tears, mixed with a joy that heals all scars, clearing a way for understanding the future in spite of the present. No words have ever gone further in offering comfort when the sick world cries clearing a way for understanding the future, despite the present. Jesus says that by our endurance, we will gain our souls. By staying with difficult situations, setting aside our terror and embracing the opportunity to testify, we will gain our souls And what shall we testify as our tears mix with joy? What words shall offer comfort when our sick world cries? What words help us see beyond destruction into the promised resurrection? Perhaps we return once again to the prophet and allow the prophet's words to carry us until the Holy Spirit shapes our mouths to speak our own. For I'm about to create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating, for I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. In the name of Christ, our living word, our living testimony, who speaks creation into our destruction and who breathes resurrection into our souls. Alleluia. Amen.